Return to Northmoor, episode 17, running time 39 minutes. Hi, this is Kim. And this is Tim. Welcome to the Return to Northmore podcast. This time, the final climactic battle against the Sahuagin at the end of the Temple of Art. This will be the end of Season 2. There will be one more episode of actual play after this. So the final uh, episode of actual play that we covered the material for in our last episode will be broken up into two parts. This battle here with the Sahuagin was fairly long and interesting, so we wanted to present it to you uh, almost in its entirety. And then the uh, final battle in the workroom will be a separate episode for next time. And speaking of our last episode, thank you for sticking with us through our extended hiatus. Yes, we are now speaking to you from our newly finished basement, which is nice and warm and cozy and quiet. Very quiet. It's kind of eerie, actually. The story thus far is that the group has traveled through the Temple of Art looking for their mentor, who in our group, his name is Kantos, and they had searched through and just gone through the residence hall where they had found the two bodies of some folks who were previous residents of the hall. As well as a couple of carrion crawlers and their young. So they have made their way through and into the amphitheater of beauty, which is the theater area of the temple. They burst in at the end of our last session and discovered an enormous Sahuagin dead on the stage. Tim had set this up as a cliffhanger, and so we sat there, we heard this, and we were all excited to get in on it, and then... Well, you'll hear there was some confusion about the actual start. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached into the climactic <laughs> battle at the end of the Temple of Art. You have entered this strange-looking chamber in the temple. And upon entering it, you see an enormous squad of Sephagin. Now, I have to say the last time we entered this, we only saw a dead, big Sahuagin and our friend... You're remembering inaccurately. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. For those of you listening at home, ten additional figures have appeared on the map. <laughs> they were not there before. Yes, well, they were there verbally, but I did not place them there. You just I said there's a whole bunch of guys in the room, including these guys. You see, when you attempt to disable the audio, all right. Well, we'll have to get the audio evidence there. What about the doors? Are they there? The doors are, as you see them, the doors are open, so that is a clear passage Yeah, those doors are open as well. Okay, so you have entered immediately. They, the guards at the door, have spotted you and raise some sort of alarm, and you hear the chanting at the front of the room increase in pitch and everiosity. Seem, seem, Sotheby's. Yes. <laughs> and this guy here Velocity. seems to be different from the rest. This is your mentor, Kantos, who is up on a trident. Two of the pins of the trident are through his shoulder blades and sticking out of his shoulders. Mm, and the third lovely. pin is against the back of his he head. He looks very uncomfortable. Um, he, he's, which, his head is lolling to the side. Which one is which one is different? The furthest one from us. Yes, and there is a huge crack in this what appears to have been stained glass window that with water just kind of trickling in. So like every good gaming group, we love to give our GM a good ribbing. Clearly, he had not figured out what we were going to do after his cliffhanger. And so he had set it up where we are only expecting one fellow and then there were 10. So of course, we have to give him a little bit of hard time. Also, you get to see Tim's propensity for made-up words. Please jot this down in your Webster's that feverosity is a word now. 
The reason that there was additional folks is that I had planned on having this be a fairly climactic battle, and I had originally sketched it out in my mind to run a certain way, but after sitting down and running the numbers with the various monsters and such that I had planned to use, and learnings from previous battles that included minions, I realized that with Rogan's being somewhat better now that he was rolling at least somewhat decently, it would probably be wise to have a little bit more of a challenging minion-oriented battle for him to wade through some stuff. And again, this is the continual learning process that we do when we have a new edition of the game to see exactly how this is going to work. And if you don't continually tune it and try to make it better, uh, then you're going to quickly have a bad time and, and spiral into doom. And of course, Tim's trying to make this a great experience for the players as well as himself as a GM. So it is totally appropriate to recrunch those numbers based on where the players and the characters are for the game. Our understanding of the game had increased and our competency level of how to do these battles had increased during the meantime between the two sessions. Which will be very well seen in the next section. And how many action points do we have at this point in time? You each have two action points. Bonus round. That's probably because you didn't spend one. Uh, well, I hadn't spent one either. Okay, well, you should have three if you haven't spent one. I know some want some Rock on. Yeah. That's why I raised that for nothing. So are we rolling initiative? Yes, please roll initiative. Thanks. First roll. Ooh. Dang. Stealth roll. See that? Nobody even noticed. We didn't hear it. But oh. I'll say that. Right. Correct you guys. That'd be a d20. Well, I rolled better than a d20. Group one, the Sahuagin who looks different at the front, has a giant seashell that kind of folds out like a Japanese fan into the shape of a seashell. And he is reading off of it as he is standing over with this enormous looking Sahuagin at the front. Something's fishy. He appears to be (laughs) performing some sort of ritual, you would say. Really now? I'm going to use an action point. Okay. To take two moves and an action. One, two, three, four, five. Face step. And then I'm ethereal striding there. I have plus two power bonus to all my defenses until the end of my next turn. Eldritch Blast, I guess, is what I'll do. Against the guy who's chanting? Yes. All right. Okay, that if you don't stop now, we'll no doubt wake up the big guy. At a 21 versus reflex. That will hit. Yeah, I know, because he's going to eat our warlock. I'm cursing him. Curse you, you son of a bitch. 15 points of damage. Well done. Thank you. Well done, Tempest. And I'm also concealed. I gain concealment when I move at least three squares. All right, oh, Rogan. Come on, Rogan. I shall cleave. Right. If I are lucky, hit the sky on the left with a 24 That'll AC. Be. 14. He drops. This guy takes five. He drops. Aww. It did something. Nice did job, me. Rogan. One in a row. All right. And group A attack. This is going to hurt. Probably me more than you. Well, oh, no. I, would, I don't know about that. All right. He will step up. For AC 20, you will take five points. And if I was AC 21, would I take four? Nope. It's AC 17. Yes. Okay. For five. And we're over to the big guy who will continue chanting. Uh, Tempest. That is two rounds of chanting. I'm going to shift and blast that guy with the Eldritch Blast. Okay, I need you to make a spot check, or excuse me, a perception check. Perception check? Oh, that. Ooh, a 17! You notice that sticking out of the chest of this large creature Mm. is one of the crystal keys. Oh? Yes. It was obscured by all the other blood and water and everything else. But now that you're up on it, and it's clear, of course, and there's no blood in it, but it's 
stuck in him? Stuck in him. Does it look like it was stuck in him? Posthumously recently? Yes. <laughs> it's hard to tell. In the middle of battle. So, you did notice that? What are you going to do? Huh. Take it. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going to go over there and grab it. As you walk closer, this guy, his trident... <laughs> Oh, lovely. Super extendos out towards you. Super extendos. And completely... Hey, that's for that. We got a guest story about super Because I'm still at minus two until the end of my turn. No, super Yeah, well, it wouldn't matter, but yes. I'm going to grab that. Okay, you grab a hold of the key, and... With my great strength. It is going to strength. attack your fortitude. And that is a 16 against your fortitude. 15. All right, so that will hit your fortitude. You are dazed immediately. Just okay. this electric shock comes shooting out of it. And it. Fabulous. All right, Seth. You, sir, get a healing surge for free and an additional six points. Well, I are good, then. It's <laughs> back up to full. Right? That's all I will be doing at this time. So we'd like to make one quick mention of our use of action points. We had a listener, Lakashim, make a note on our forums regarding the rules on action points and that the rules specify that only one action point per character should be used per battle. We do not do that. And that is very much highlighted in this battle here. Yes, you will hear Tempest in particular blow all three of her action points, I believe, attempting to do stuff. And frankly, for a big climactic battle like this, why wouldn't you do that? It's just so much more exciting. And they do handle the battle uh, handily. (laughs) However, I think it's much more exciting and everyone seems to have a lot better time because they have that extra option of really, really pushing in this final battle. And remember, your characters are heroes. They're going to want to pull off some heroic feats from time to time. And this is the perfect time. Now, I do have to say, in Tempest's defense, this is her lover hanging up there on a huge trident, perhaps even dead. She's going to be a little bit passionate about this battle. So, Kim, as you were listening to this last clip and you hear Tempest running forward to grab this crystal key out of the body of the dead Zahuagan Baron, what were you shouting as you were listening? No, Tempest, no, no, don't do it! All right, Ashton. I just love the dog pile in the fight. Yeah, I'll take a shot at it. Big guy again. All right, you are going to have to step around the dog pile. They are now officially blocking your line of sight. Yeah. All right, well, I'll take a shot at the closest guy then. <laughs> <laughs> Are you right next to him from my line of sight? Uh, yeah, I'm diagonal. Does that count as next Yeah, to you'll need to just okay. shift off a square if you want to shoot at Shift it. off. I'll shift you off. You can't shoot through your buddy there. Oh, for crying out loud. I'll, I'll stab him. Okay. <laughs> 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 stab him with your coil. Pretend that the crossbow is a gun. Do you step behind your buddy to begin shooting? Or well, it depends upon the feats that he has. Slide. Flourish. Uh, fly flourish for six points. Woo-woo. All right, he drops. Rogan, now you can shoot. <laughs> Cleave. Oh. Such a great beginning. Whoosh. All right, Grube begins their attacks. Here we go. Oh. Five points. So this is on Rogan. Oh, it's not on <laughs> me. No, the sharp is Rogan. I'm, I'm just, just waiting until the, the rolls are done. Oh, five points. That's it. Of the three, I'm only one of me. That won't be the case with me. These two guys are going to run up here. This is not that much different than mine. And you can poke them here. Yeah. Uh, ten points from the various attacks upon you. And he's going to keep reading. Kanto still seems to be unconscious. Round three of chanting. Tempest. Oh, I'm kind of surrounded. I'm going to vampiric embrace the dude who's sticking me. 
You're doing what to him? Vampiric you embrace him. I don't have to move. I can do one action, yes, can't I? Yes, you can do one action. So Which is going to be attack. Is it a touch attack? It is a ranged five attack. All right. Vampiric well, embrace sounds like... <laughs> you have to touch him. I mean, it sounds like... 20 it. versus yeah. Will. She has very long fangs. On this fellow. Will. That will hit. Oh, thank God. Saber tooth vampire. <laughs> Sixteen points of damage. Necrotic damage at that. He staggers back and does not look particularly happy. He does not appear to be bloody yet, however, set in his face. Eighteen against his reflex. That will hit. And it will immediately drop him. Oshkin. <laughs> I blow him in half. Okay. Help me! Help! Help. And it got so far away from the player? Uh, it's not that bad yet. Spend an action point. Yet. Shot. Okay. Oh, but my buddy is there. <laughs> Rogan. Oh. Let's see if you can take a shot. Rogan needs new dice. Ladies and gentlemen, if there was ever a question. Ashkin, who are you attacking? Does it matter? Yes, it does. Rogan takes 10. Extendo guy is going to extend his. Skewer me? Uh, it doesn't get as long as he thought. Yep, number one and number two. Number one will hit you for five. Shaboom! Oh, you, you don't want to be hit by number two. <laughs> there go those temporary hit points. That is group A. Group B continues chanting. That is round four of chanting. You see a golden light appear oh. above the chest of this creature surrounding the key that is sticking out of his chest. I will soon be forced to do damage in the chanter. Tempest. I am casting Frigid Darkness on Mr. Chanty Boy. That sounds really cool. Whatever. Chanting Boy? Frigid Darkness. It's a 16 versus his fort. (laughs) 16 versus his fortitude. Listening to the podcast, (laughs) I will eat my hat. (laughs) Why would she do that? (laughs) It's a miss. It's a miss. Oh. Sorry, just barely. Tess. It's a miss? It's a myth. 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 I'm like, wait a minute, did I miss a pun? So I just want to apologize if Jeff's wife does end up listening to this show. Believe me, it was all in fun. She is not Frigid Darkness. She is actually a very lovely woman who I respect and admire a lot, mostly for putting up with Jeff. Indeed. And she has two children, so she can't be that frigid. Not at all. And besides that, I'd also like to apologize for my innuendos, but it had to be said. Well, especially when you have super extendo, yet another Tim made-up word being bandied about. Other than that, this clip really illustrates some tactics and movement, and the fact that you really can't necessarily shoot through your buddy. I hate making it that frustrating for someone like Dan to just do what they think they should be able to do. Uh, But in this case, again, we were new enough to the rules that I thought it was wise to point it out so that we wouldn't have to point it out over and over again in the future. May I spend an action point? Mm -hmm. I'd like to make another grab for the... Before it, for the, while well, so I was deciding what you're doing here, I'm doing it. Missed it. Okay. Well, you don't have to really oh. hit it. Okay. It's just when it when you grab it, it's going to hit you. Okay. So you grab it, and it gets a sixteen again. So against Fort. Yep. So yeah. you're dazed again. Okay. Thank you for playing. <laughs> Another card bites the dust. Oshkin. Nope. That's an Ant Willer. Okay. Oh, there should be a rule too that if you use one of your encounter powers and it doesn't work. A lot, don't of need to explain a lot of them have that, actually. It's called reliable. Position. Reliable one? No. Position <laughs> strike. Let's uh, This time it's going to be... Seek. <laughs> Unless it's targeting something other than EC. No. Rogan? 
Another chance to roll two. Oh, it's against Will, actually. Aha! 16 versus Will. Let's check Thank that you out. For reminding me. 16 versus Will will hit. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what am I doing? In your Now, this will do four points, and I get to move him two spaces. All right. I'll shove him back. Okay. That is a pillar. That star-shaped thing. So, yeah, you can slam him into the pillar there. Okay. Bang! Okay. It'll take two points of damage from... Nice. Hitting the pillar. Awesome. All right, Rogan. See it. Hold that two. Come on, man. Big two, big two. Got him. Oh, did you ever? Oh, did. Okay, they're down. Yeah. Boom. Take your move. Snarf, snarf. Take your move. <laughs> Help me. Help. To a maximum of your move, right? Correct. Unless you want to spend an AP to move more. The guy that you just came up on will turn and strike you. He will hit for five. Uh, Extendo guy is going to try to hit Tempest again, and he will hit for five. What's he hitting? What? What's he hitting, AC? Yeah. And the guy behind you will miss. I'm officially bloodied. All right. Right. It's coming. Coming? It's great. The, I was waiting for it. The big guy takes his shell fan thing and folds it up, sets it gently on the ground, oh. cracks his knuckles. Oh. <laughs> we interrupted. He didn't like when he around. I don't think so. Well done, sir. Well done, sir. He turns and he looks directly at you who shoved him. There was there was a hand gesture. Oh, that's good. Seventeen versus your will. Will hit. Okay. Seventeen on a three. Yeah. Plus fourteen versus will. A gigantic <laughs> pair of spectral <laughs> shark jaws appears in the air in front of you and bites at your head. I just leave. Not me. I'm totally into spectral sharks. Uh, Twelve points. <laughs> However. You are now, it is continuing to chew on you. So I'll put that under you. To let you know that you're screwed. That right. he has to overcome that, save. Blue is the sign of tuberculosis. Yes. Okay. Yeah, really? Yeah. All right. I don't think so. So that was it for him. And Tempest, you're up. The golden glow is dissipating slightly over to big guy. I am going to go ahead and Eldrick Blast Extendo Boy. Uh, 22 versus his Reflex for 10 points of damage. Oh, there you go. Healing Surge plus 6. Mm, nice. Awesome. Take a saving throw. I'm good. Nice. Well done. I'm feeling awesome. Oh. So do I have to okay. burn my Healing Surge or is that a freebie? It's a freebie. <laughs> I think it counts against your surges per day, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Right. Oh. Sorry. It, it's freebie in that it doesn't count your second win. But That's it fine. Count against your I'm good. I've got plenty. In this clip, we really start talking about some encounter powers that the cleric has, and that is the healing strike. We kind of try to figure out whether it's a free healing surge, or if it counts against your surges per day, or if it counts as your second wind. Right. So in the description, it specifically says, can take a healing surge, uh, and then some feats and items that Seth has will give that plus six that he was talking about. But it doesn't say, like some other powers do, that this doesn't count against their surges per day. So if you're running a cleric, keep that one in mind. Can I shift? Yeah. Yeah. Cleave. Cleavage. I love that that's a minor action. Well, it is. It's only it's minor a minor action for certain people. 21? It's a action for a while. 21. That hits. Also down. Yeah. Thank you, Rogan. You're welcome. Rogan, cleaning the floor. Thank you. 
<sighs> All right. So the extendo guy uh, grabs a potion from his belt. Doug is giving himself a heat surge. And then the big guy. I just surged on myself. <laughs> the big guy is not very pleased about this situation. He looks at Rogan and points his trident at you, and a bolt of water about the size of a manhole cover shoots out of it. I think that's more than a, a bolt. I think yeah, that might be a, tree trunk of a, 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 a geyser. Column. Column. Well, you know those those jumping water <laughs> fountains that they have Go. sometimes where it shoots the little thing of water? It's like that except the size of a manhole cover. So that will hit AC 24. I guess that hits. I just love these bad guys' bonuses. They only have a plus 17. It, it's no big deal. One. Ooh. Unless I'm doing some really good then it's three. 17 points of. Oh, yeah, poop. Oh, Alright, back away, back away. Nine points of damage. Not it bad. only does maximum damage, actually, if he's completely underwater, which he's not. Escaped that one handily. Tempest. Our bloody Is it my turn again? Mm-hmm. Wow, that was so quick. We're killing more, there's just less to do. All right, I, I am going to Eldritch Blast Bad Boy. 21 versus Reflex. Oh, and he's cursed, isn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is 14 points of damage. Seth? We'll do the Sacred Flame. Oh, that's pretty damn good. He takes 8 points of damage, and who needs temporary hit points? 15. Cool. Hey. That's pretty sweet. Ashkin, you take it's five points of damage from so the spectral jaws it chewing on you. Then you take it off of those. Okay. And you are minus two you. to all defenses. You just have them extra. At the moment, as these jaws... Isn't the math really the same? It is. No. Uh, it is not. Don't, don't start this temporary hit points thing. It's ridiculous. Everybody knows how they work. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, it's only the same if you use them all up at the end encounter. Yes. They go away. I guarantee you, I will use them up. (laughs) Not a problem. (laughs) Despite what Jeff says, not everybody knows how temporary hit points work. So, the key with temporary hit points is that they are extra hit points that get used up before anything else would chew up your hit points. They are not healing. So there's two important differences. One is that temporary hit points can take you over your normal maximum hit point total. And two, temporary hit points go away at the end of the encounter. Now, as Rogan carefully points out, he was pretty sure he would use them by the end of the encounter, so he wasn't terribly concerned about it. So if that's the case, it's probably not a big deal. And in, frankly, most games, when you're just going to go ahead and spend a bunch of healing surges between encounters to heal up to full anyway... It probably doesn't matter. This is why temporary hit points are typically wasted on Tempest. She doesn't get hit that often. And so by giving them to her, you're wasting them in some fashion because she's not going to get rid of them before she falls below her blooded state. If you have thoughts about temporary hit points and whether you think it's a good idea, whether it should just be healing, let us know. Uh, That's another 16 against AC. I'll spend another action point. And who are you targeting? Sorry, that one missed that. Right. That blows. All right, you may now save versus the Spectrum Jaws. Ten or higher. Why would I do that? Why, indeed? Because as soon as you save, you can use it on someone else. But until then, you get to. Oh, well, you need that kind of love. (laughs) You got plenty of movement. Cleave. Thank you. Shoot. That's a no. So the big guy will take his trident and jam it into Rogan. No, no, he won't. He will jam it in the air somewhere approximately. Oh, it doesn't hit with his plus. Quarter. Not with the trident. Yeah, he's plus 12, so that's only a 16. Only plus 12. Yeah, sorry. 12. 
Sorry, no go. The other guy, the Extendo guy, is going to try to finish off Tempest. <laughs> and well, that brings us to Tempest. I'm going to Eldritch Blast him then. That is a 20 versus his reflex for 17 points yeah. of damage. He's down. Down? Down. <laughs> Seth. He only takes 5 points of damage. Excuse me, 6 points of damage. <laughs> 15 temporary points. Thank you. That is a sweet ability. Okay. That's that will. At will. <laughs> <laughs> you should fire that off. But it's all right. Osh, I, I, I miss a lot. I think, I think that Oshkin actually needs the temporary hit points more than I do. No. He'll do it next time. He really needs to have saving throw. Anyway. Uh, we'll Just take a fireball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not sliding up. Rogan. Reaping strike. Something in the 20s? 23? That's it. 10. He is seriously bloodied. Like, I should have told you he was bloodied last round. <laughs> oh, I didn't see. Well done. Oh, you're good. Good, so now it's my turn. I can Spectral Jaws for Rogan. Spectral Jaws are coming for Rogan. Oh! The big 20. That oh, he is. Watch. Prepare. I bet they does list 15. <laughs> How much you got? Oh, just a temporary point. Oh, okay. I'm sure. 23. Minus 15. <laughs> 23 points, huh? Yep, that's the max you can do with that. Now you are. I'm going to move the orange thing to you, so the blue thing to you. <laughs> Oshkin was only too happy to move the attacker. Whoosh! Tempest. Eldrick blasting. Ugh. That's a 13 versus his reflex. Seth. Yeah. Uh, 15 against reflex? No. Very well. Oshkin. Does uh, being on the opposite side of one of my teammates give me the flanking? Yes. Combat advantage? Yes. yes. So you take your shit out of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you roll out of this, you can do it up. Stab us. Stab us. 22. That is the hits, exactly. The magic uh, number. I'm going to get plus two of these. So long as I've been able to use it. Well done. Oh, nice. Oh, my Dan. He drops. What? You're supposed to get a plus, something. You were supposed to get a plus four on that save I gave you. Well, he saved. Oh, he would have saved. He would have saved. So, uh, my apologies. Wow, you guys are just like a machine there. That was awesome. So, is Very the impressive. bad guy getting up? The golden glow disappears from the big guy. The other guy appears to be down for the count. Death from a thousand cuts. All right, including I, one that I, I removed think, his spleen. I think I'm doing the whole running. Hold it. If, if this is a column, how could he stab me through the column? He was stabbing you around the column. Exactly. It has that kind of mobility. Apparently so. Sahawaganer are talented. <laughs> it shoots through school. school. <laughs> an 88 magnum, yes, sir. <laughs> I would just like to point out that the map was actually very clear, and this is a great time to plug the fabulous map that the eAdventures Tiles folks put out that we are using for this. You can see which one it is in the show notes. It is a fabulous, fabulous map. The columns, I thought, were very clear, and I thought it was very clear before they knocked the figure over, indicating he was dead, that the guy had plenty of room to reach around <clears throat> with his extendo. <clears throat> and attack Tempest's character. So I don't think it was nearly as unclear as they're making it out to be there. All I have to say is he is a very talented man. So I am going to go around the column to Kantos and lever him off of whatever 
trident he is upon. All right, we'll all assist in this operation. All right, I'm first in bodies. First all right. Who else is over by Contest? Are you going over there, Rogan? Uh, Rogan will be surging for a little while. All right. So, uh... Excited he is. Seth and Tempest, you head over to the trident, which is holding up Contos. Yes. He is completely unconscious. You see a number of huge wounds on his forearms where it looks like perhaps Can those keys have been jabbed. my surges? <laughs> we need to ask the DM ruling on this. How do encounter powers work outside of an encounter? You can use an encounter power every five minutes. Okay. I can, so you give you one? I can give you one. Which adds what? Like. I'll let you know in a minute. Nine extra. Nine, nine. Okay. Plus a surge. And then you can take as many surges as you want. You, the Huge two of you, wounds. lift up the trident and slowly lower yep. it down. He's got these, like, track marks all over his arms where these keys have been plunged into him. You see the bolt in his eye. His eye patch is long gone. Actually, Rogan has that. Right. His shoulders are just torn through as the points of this trident have, you know, ripped through his shoulder blades and stuff. He's breathing shallowly, but does not look to be in very good um, we will try that. He is unconscious, and you're guessing that something is preventing him from surging, if you will. So you will have to help him with a heal check. I will make a heal check. You will need to get a 15. I do. All right. So. By far and far away. After a, f- a lengthy 40 minute process, you s- manage to cut the barbs off the trident. Yeah. Get it removed from his back and get him bandaged up to the point where you think you can move him. He has not become conscious during this entire operation. Hmm. You're guessing he is incredibly low on blood based on the number of track marks he has. Yeah, considering what it did to me. The water is continuing to pour into the room, although there does appear to be a drain in the back, so it's not actually filling, but the room is... I'm going to go... Um, just deep in water. Take that key out of the big guy, though, okay. if I can. You pull it right out. Okay. Because we might need an extra. The big guy here, he is wearing a crown, a fab- fabulous-looking crown, fabulous and, like, it's made of gold and has all kinds of jewels embedded in it. No, uh, I, I think I think that would have been gone by now. There's an imprint of a crown. Size, it is the size of a chair. <laughs> and you're sitting. Goodness. In a very large device. His trident is also bejeweled and golden. These things are going to be able to get out of here. The crown probably weighs sixty pounds. So you gold carry it. the size of a chair does not weigh sixty pounds. Oh, with all the giant jewels, it would weigh more. It weighs more like five hundred. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's filigree. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not it's soft. Electroplated. It's the thin filigree. <laughs> Little known it's, that the Sahuagin were famous for their early electroplated technology. Gold wire. Yes, gold wire is the way to It's going to be heavy. How much does gold weigh, honey? It's heavy. Apparently so. It's like gold wire. And how large is a chair? It was a maybe a smallish chair, really. Like uh, like a kid-sized chair. Nice one. Well, anyway, it was big and heavy, and I was thinking 60 pounds was quite a bit, uh, but they were thinking that was not enough, and so we were actually arguing for the same thing from different directions. Well, we have big, beefy, brawny 
spiders who 60 pounds is nothing to them. I will point out that I have used this heavy Sahuagin crown trope before in previous adventures that I have run. So a quick shout out to uh, Scott Dunphy from the Story Stick podcast also can be found on SpookyOutHouse.com. He will remember such a crown well. They didn't have nearly as much problem with it as, uh, as that group did, though. This group didn't. I'm sure that you said that it wasn't 60 pounds. I think I actually said it was more like 300, and they gave me heck that it was too heavy, so uh, perhaps I just overcorrected. The Hawaiian themselves aren't carrying much. Each of them have a pouch with a few jewels, and then you get approximately 200 gold worth of stuff. I'll be forced to get this. Ah, off of all the rest of them. So you've got the crown, the trident. You have the clamshell fan thing. Uh, and you have the extendo trident. Extendo trident. That's very flexible, I might yes. add. Through columns. Do you think we can move Kantos? Can't you see him writing? <laughs> I would hope that we'd be able to multitask. Yes. I don't know. Can we move? What do I learn from my heel check? He is incredibly low in blood. He has, is obviously in shock. He appears to be alive. You're pretty sure you can move him, but you're not going to be able to go very long with him. I mean, you can probably oh, get out. Can I do that? Yep. All right. He Let's seems... The wounds on his back heal up to the point where you're pretty sure if you move him, he's not going to lose any more blood. Also, you all the bandaging and stuff that you did took care of that. The water is pouring through this big broken window. From your investigation, it looks like the big guy probably broke through this window from the other side and came into this room, and then something happened to him. The only wound he has is the big key. In the chest. In the chest. Then you... Notice that further on, beyond here, the kind of glow from this chamber extends in for a bit, and there's a big old cave in, not 20 feet beyond. We are leaving. Yeah, we we need to remove a few bodies to burn them. We'll get them on the way out. Got a lot of stuff to carry. Not least of which is contos. Yeah. You're guessing that this was once a performing arts sort of place where uh, they had plays and various other sorts of live art. And these side rooms were like the green room and such where uh, the performers could get ready uh, to, to go out on, on the various stages. It also it has a temple-like quality depending on uh, you know what kind of stuff that's going on. Clearly they viewed art as something to be worshipped here and so that really sort of ties together. The rooms aren't particularly, I mean, you see some beds and some tables, and you do find one more body on one of the beds who looks like probably dead for about a week, no apparent wounds. We should just burn him, too, just to be safe. Yeah, sure. Okay, so you grab him. No, we burn him. We're just going to burn him in here? Yeah. Just going to throw him in the middle and line him up. Line him up, okay. That's what we're going to do with the other ones, too. Are going to bring them all in here? No. On the way up, we're just going to light them where they are. Okay. So you are going to head straight back out? Are you going to go back by the bedrooms where the yes. on the girl? And the, yes. Right. yes. So what is the uh, crown and trident situation? We're bringing them. Oh, well, two people are dragging the... Uh, I'm bringing Contos. The Contos. And I'll <laughs> wrangle the, the crown on the way out. Then I, they do the I can drag the trident out. And I'll make sure nobody's going to kill us. Use <laughs> Drop everything. Let's fight. Okay. Hit him with the crown. Uh, the trident, you're guessing, it has some sort of magical properties, just based on the number of runes inscribed upon it and such. Okay. 
Is that the bejeweled one or the extendo well, one? Both of them. <laughs> the extendo one, you know it does, but the other one, you're clearly. Also has okay. I actually wrote it down as telescoping. <laughs> oh, come on, extendo. So you head out and you go ahead and set fire to the two bodies that you found the, yes. the priest and the, the young woman. I'll give him the appropriate blessings of my faith. Excellent. Burn them up. I'm looking for a little frog thing on our way out. Any signs of the frog? No. Is it a ghost frog? Maybe we just need to burn the frog. I don't care, but the frog makes me nervous. We're leaving. When you first came in, yes, you went through the room and then you kind of entered the big splendid chamber with the kind of waterfall thing. Yes, and there was two curving staircases that went up yes. to two different doors. You went one way, and then you went down. And when you kind of in, into at the end of that hall, you came down another pair of stair, curving staircases into the one with the mercury fountain. So when you're going back, you can go on that same side, or you can go on the other side. Let's go this. Why not? We're hauling Contos' unconscious body around. That's why. Well, he's not going to get any better or worse right now. Only time is going to heal. That is your answer. The DM says go the other way. We should yeah. oh, so should we just prop him in a room and hope a carrion crawler doesn't eat him? Or a toad. I'm oh. sure we would have seen it. Now let's bring him along. Um, um. If things get really dire, we can throw him in front of it. I don't think so. That was not... That <laughs> was a that, fallacy. That didn't come out the way you expected. <laughs> Let's bring him along. If we get into a really bad scrape, the DM can revive him and have him save us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn you and your mind reading. All right. <laughs> Damn you and your mind reading. Okay, so a quick discussion of encounter powers and how often you can use them. According to the DMG, as far as I could tell, encounter powers can be used approximately every five minutes as it's assumed that an encounter lasts no longer than that. So that seemed to make sense to me that once you're out of an encounter, if you really wanted to use like encounter power a couple of times before the next encounter, assuming you were sitting around doing nothing, there was nothing wrong with that. And on a previous episode, we've also went through this, where Tempest uses her ethereal stride, which is an encounter power as well, to get back and forth in the Temple of Blood. This is something where just because it says encounter doesn't necessarily mean you can only use it in combat. And I think making those allowances and being flexible in that way goes a great way to trying to make this not just a game all about combat. I just want to point out that the previous comments you heard about me forcing them to go this way were probably, again, overstated. They were a little punchy. I wasn't trying to drive them that hard. Also, you'll notice that this encounter set of actual play is a great deal different than what we presented as the actual module. After playing this, we found that maybe a little bit of color with a stage and things that could go in and out, as well as having Sahuagan in those green rooms, would be a little bit more exciting for the players as well as the GM to run. So we try to give you a lot of material and let you use it on the fly flexibly. And hopefully you can hear, based on what we described before and what you hear here, some different ideas on how this could possibly go that you could use with your group. Thanks for listening, and as always, you can visit us at the forums at SpookyOuthouse.com. You've been listening to Return to North Fork, a podcast released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 2.5 license by Tim White and Kim Stone. Our theme music is Charge of the Valiant from Dronalyn's Tower, Legends of Kithalyn Volume 1, Tales of the Long Forgotten, used by permission of its composer, David Allen Young. Find out more about their fantastic gaming music at dronalyn.com. Visit us and many other fine podcasts at Spooky Outhouse.com.